Light bulb moment. You know, this is going to be a bit of a, a segue into Carrie, who I'm going to welcome first. We're going to have Carrie in just a minute here. But I had this conversation with Carrie yesterday, and then this is what popped in my uh, email this morning. And th this company was recruiting and texting back and forth with a candidate. And he woke up to this. And uh, Carrie, you're going to love this. This is going to be a great segue. All right. Uh, he, it's basically he says, you can't make this up. Our company is actively recruiting. I've been texting back and forth with the candidate for an open position. I woke up with the following text from his girlfriend this weekend, okay? Hi, my name is so-and-so. I'm the candidate's girlfriend of five and a half years. He doesn't know um, that I know he's been talking to you. I figured that out last night. I am in no way upset with you. I'm sure he lied to you about having a girlfriend. I'm asking if you can please call me so we can talk. I am very upset with him and hurt. I have a few questions. It's very important to me. If you have a heart for a broken one, thank you. So he says, what do you do? So Carrie, obviously that's an extreme story here, but uh, let's welcome you back to the Brain Trust. All right. How are you? I am so excited to be here. I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> now, you are now director of, um, better give me your title, okay? Because it's a really important role and a very important title. Um, yeah, um, director of student experience and training for an organization called Inspire Greatness. So Carrie is um, a beloved by all of us. And during Carrie's tenure here, she educates, facilitates, et cetera. But what a joy it, it has been to work with you over the years. I mean, you certainly brought the heart into the community program. It was always there, but I think you amplified it. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you, Tom. <laughs> so you, so 2017, there you were working as a co-owner with a high headcount salon and spa in Colorado Springs. How many people on the team? A couple hundred? We had, we had 220 employees on the team. So then you had about five years where we worked together, you're a coach, educator, and so you're one step removed, all right? And uh, mm -hmm. as a coach, um, I think you were seeing with many of our accounts that there was a narrative that was coming from owners and managers about staff and dealing with staff and whether it's COVID related or whatever, and then now fast forward to today. So you're back in the workforce, you know, <laughs> with a team mm -hmm. and you're actually seeing it firsthand and you had some ahas and observations. So I'll, I'll pass it over to you on that. Yeah. So just to be clear of my team, we have four Aveda institutes in three different states. We're getting ready to open our fifth. We also have a salon and spa called Lamont Salon and Spa in Arizona. So I'm directly connected to service providers there. And then, of course, team and students at the institute. So that's who I'm working with. And I actually called a few, we were on a call and I actually reached out to a few of the clients or some are on this call. And I said, I owe you an apology. I made where we're at now seems so easy to navigate. I was in this little bubble behind my desk where I'm at right now, coaching. And I've been in the industry 25 years and it's always been about team communication. I recently went full-time with the institutes and working CUNY with the training, but getting out there, oh my goodness. All I can say, I stand speechless sometimes. And there's this feeling of 
it being very fragile people, the human, the humanness where I've seen, you know, jokes turn into, I'm ready to leave because of a joke. I've been through a lot over the years with my team and then coaching, but truly this is different. This is really, and we identify in our organization that our clients are our guests or anyone but me. So my guests are the service guests, the students, and the team, and all across the board. I, all I can say, it's fragile. And I um, didn't experience it from the coaching realm versus being in it. Why don't you use a story to maybe, you know, give an example of, you know, do you have a story that, that could illustrate this in a, in a good way? Yeah, well... I have a couple, but this particular one, I'm standing on the clinic floor, and this is where students are working with guests. And I see the student just stand frozen, like a, a tree, just standing. And I'm looking, and I become frozen because by this time, I've experienced the, the group mentality, and we can get into that in a moment, but she's standing totally frozen. And all I see was this educator come stand in front of her and looks at her and he says do you need a hug and she slowly shakes her head and he puts his arms around her and they hold for what seems like a minute mm -hmm. and I see tears coming down the side of her face and this was a student I was standing in front of and she's having a great time the the client says something to her and she just so he hugs her and he's holding it tears and then he lets go and she said I needed that mm. I was so ready to leave I mean like ready to walk out he didn't ask he just said I'm here anytime mm. and in this situation and that's like a just needing emotional support later on finding out something that this guest said reminded her of something in her life it wasn't even about what she was doing Mm. But in that moment, she was so overwhelmed with her, where she was at, she froze. And then uh, many stories about people wanting to, employees, students, making a permanent decision to walk away on, on a temporary situation quicker than I've ever seen or have heard, really experiencing the emotional uh, tinder um, mm. that's out there right now. I'm in it. I'm not saying out there around me so basically igniting a fire um in the past it might have been a slow burn a slow and ultimately reach a breaking point which you're saying it's more of a you know gasoline on the fire like one individual circumstance could be emotional tinders so is that kind of part of it is that the reaction time it's shrinked I mean, literally from a challenge, I want to quit as opposed to challenge, another challenge, another challenge, you know, I want to quit. It's like, boom. And in, in, in a second, in like there, there's no buildup to I'm not happy here. There's no warning signs or the check engine light. Maybe I need to go reach out to see how this person's doing. This is instant. And sometimes I feel they even surprise themselves in their conversations the other thing is how they'll bring everyone with them. Mm. I know there's always been this break room talk. There's always been like people go back and they fuss and complain or get it off their chest. I'm just venting. There's always been, a, I'm a just venting. 
But this is different. This is, you know, I'm observing that when there's a situation, you're not only coaching the person in front of you or communicating to the person in front of you. They come just like that message. They come with the world with them. This is, and, and, you know, we talked in our conversation about pre-COVID or is this COVID after COVID? Mm -hmm. I think it's more than just COVID. I think our, the climate has been, let's pick sides. And when we pick a side, we're going to speak up. We're no longer going to take it. So if you can't speak, I'm going to speak for you. And so not only as leaders are we navigating, I'm working with this one person. We're now working with everyone that they connect with. Not in eventing, like they're ready to take on, make a movement. And so as leaders are um, navigating, we don't know what's going to happen when this comes in front of us. And we don't even know what this is when I say that, um, because it, it's in an instant. So it's, what do you do? I mean, wh- you know, so, uh, you know, I'm looking at the group joining us today, whether they own a business or they, you know, whether they're involved in the human capital part of their business or not, most are that, what do you do about this? I mean, how do you be prepared? Because an instant knee-jerk reaction could be fire met with fire. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. not good. So... How do you, I mean, here we got busy people that are wearing a hundred different hats and now all of a sudden a situation like this just pops up and, you know, your whole day changes. How do you, how, what do you, what do you recommend? What do we do about this? Well, keep in mind, <laughs> we may have to do a follow-up. Keep in mind, I'm just recently in the last few months went full time mm-hmm. and what I know, ACE, and we've talked about this on community a lot about ACE, appreciate, care, challenge, and encourage. But there's another concept that I'm really leaning into, and it's prepare and follow up, right? Mm. We know, we always joke when we say, wear hats, how many hats? And I can't tell you how many leaders have said, firemen, I'm a fireman, put out fires. Well, if you really think about that, we really think about it. What do firemen do? What do first responders to do? They create drills, they practice. I think now's the time that we take a scenario and we role play until it becomes muscle memory. If this happens, I know what we need to do. That's a light bulb moment, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the fire analogy. I really like this. Keep going. Yeah. So what happens with first responders, if something, they call, they're, they're called to a call. And we have this thing in our brain where we either fight or freeze. And what I'm seeing right now is team members at, the, at guest care, guest relations at the front desk. A, a guest goes off. A client goes off on a seemingly we're out of a product. And then, then now the life is over. So how, and then what happens is it ripples person at the desk doesn't know how to handle it. So we know it's going to happen. Prepare for these situations, get the group together, have like, what situations will we encounter? We don't know if it's a new one, let's role play it the next time. So this is taking time. Here's what happens until it becomes muscle memory. And then you're not thinking about it. And I think that's the work we can do. And as I'm building these scenarios and working with educators and team, it's an opportunity for us to be prepared for those moments. So we don't lose a client. So we don't lose a team member. So we don't, in in schools, a student, because we don't know how to handle that the second. And if we know that this is, it's going to happen. What I realize these situations, and I know many clients and many people on this call have experienced this, that, um, whoo, it was one of those days. 
oh my gosh, it happened again. And so I think prepare and then the follow up as the situation happens, really unpack it. How did we do? How do I feel? How do I get ready to get back in the game? Because I see a lot of opportunity for leaders to refuel themselves. So prepare and follow up almost like an emotional response team Mm. create like this team that's helping. How do we handle this? So we don't create a disconnect from students, service providers, and team. I have a a big team. So I kind of like this whole emotional response, you know, team or whatever. And, and I could certainly see a leadership team getting together and having the confidence uh, that they're able to deal with that situation in a moment because they got some either go-to phrases, some go-to protocol, something like that. This is good stuff, Carrie. I think that it's a um, big part of the conversation. You know, light bulb moments is certainly a financial roundtable, but financial roundtable means it doesn't mean that we're not about the human element because you can't divorce. Mm-hmm. So we're in the human capital business to begin with. You know. Well, I'm, so. I did want to share that quiet quitting concept. I don't know if people have heard it. We look at engagement and we know statistically that a large majority of our team may at different times be disengaged, but there is this, this thing happening right now called quiet quitting and people intent, sometimes with disengaged, you don't realize you're in it, but this is an intentional action that I'm going to not give more than expected. I'm not going to go above and beyond. I am not going to step up. And this quiet quitting is really impacting when we think financial. You have team members that are just coming in and leaving and also emotional, but they have consciously made a decision to not be in in it or doing Mm -hmm. their best or going above and beyond, doing minimal. And I do feel that is another opportunity. And there are signs you can look for when when to identify when somebody has made a conscious decision. And then what do we do about it? I think. I don't have answers for that yet, but I do believe it it lives in the ACE and four times four ways in communication. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> All right. We'll have to have you back as a guest. Carrie, thank you for joining us today. This is really good stuff. So thanks for joining us today. And uh, thanks for being a guest and a member of the Brain Trust. Great stuff. Uh, very important conversation. So thank you.